morning, everyone, and welcome to the Monday, November 25th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by my buddy here, Cole Sheldon. Uh, to recap, Bellator Monday, talk about the news over the weekend in MMA. I'm not feeling the best today, so uh, I wanted Cole to come here and ride shotgun with me because I know my voice is going to break at some point. So, Cole, thanks for joining me, man. I'm short notice. I appreciate it, dude. Uh, let's talk about Jones and Reyes first. That was made official this weekend by Brian Okamoto. But I got to give our boy at BJPen.com, Chris Taylor, all the props, man. He broke the fight like last week or two weeks ago, maybe. He had it before anyone. So those sites out there that aren't giving him credit, that's not very nice. But there were some sites like MMA Fighting, Damian Martin gave Chris credit. And, and obviously we did because he broke the news, man. So Chris, got to give you props, man. But as far as the fight goes, uh, Cole, are you surprised that Reyes was chosen as the opponent? Or do you think it made sense the whole time? No, I was not surprised. I think... It made the most sense. I think he poses the biggest challenge to Jones. I think that's what he wants. And I think the biggest part for Jones is I think Jones wants to give him that first loss. I think Reyes is undefeated. I think that's a lot of big momentum for Jones to be the first one to hand him the loss. I think if you give Reyes another fight, he could lose that. And then there's all the momentum behind this fight. There's not a whole lot of challengers behind or for Jones and a lot of hype behind this. So at least you can build it as... This guy's undefeated. He's never lost. He's going up against Jones. And if Jones gives him his first loss, it just adds more to his uh, resume. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, Jones said that Reyes, he believes, is the most dangerous guy out of all the challengers, like, I guess, Smith and Anderson. I agree with him. I mean, Reyes, obviously, undefeated, like we mentioned. And he's still great, Cole. Six in the UFC. And he's been finishing guys, too. He obviously knocked out Chris Wyman in his last fight. The win over OSP should have been a knockout at 459 of round three. So he's been unbelievable maybe the Uzner fight was the only fight where he didn't look that great in but otherwise he's looked awesome so yes I'm, I'm totally cool with this title shot now before I, okay I want to talk about the card itself but I want to just give your thoughts on the odds here the odds opened at minus 400 John Jones and Dominic Reyes opened at plus 300 um do you think that the odds are going to go more higher in Jones's favor or do you think people are going to take, maybe take a stab here on Reyes as the undefeated prospect I think it's going to hover on that 400. Maybe you'll get some sports books as high as 500, but I don't think it's going to get any higher than that. I think 400, probably 450 is what it's going to be around. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that too. I mean, listen, Jones obviously is going to be favored. He deserves to be favored. He will be a big favorite. But at the same time, he did look kind of human in the last fight against Diego Santos where he was like, uh, I think, a minus 700 favorite. So I do feel like odds are pretty much reflective of the fact that Reyes is undefeated and the fact that Jones did look a little, at least a little bit human in his last fight. But you know what, Cole? I mean, listen, I actually think Reyes has a better chance than a lot of the guys he's fought because he's huge, he's got long reach, and he's got massive knockout power, and we haven't seen him lose. And there's always that confidence the guys have when they don't lose. But at the same time, you can't pick against John Jones. So it's one of those things where uh, I think I'm going to end up picking John Jones, but I do feel like Reyes has at least – more than a puncher's chance, if anything. I think he is a pretty good fighter and could win this fight, but it's just hard to go against John Jones. He's so good. All right, so I just wanted to mention that. Now, here's the other question. We were talking about this last week, and we've been going back and forth in DMs about this. Okay, so UFC 246, UFC 247. What the hell's going on here? Okay, so we all thought that UFC 246 was going to take place January 18th in Vegas, and that would be obviously Conor McGregor's card against Cerrone. There was a bunch of other fights added to it as well. We talked about a few of them last week, like uh, Leenick and Green and a couple other fights. And then UFC 247 obviously would be Jones and Reyes in Houston in February, February 8th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, over the weekend, UFC's own official website listed UFC 246 as the Houston card. 
And Alexei Olina tweeted a picture of his fight contract saying that he signed a deal for a fight night card in January. Not a pay-per-view, a fight night card. So what the hell is going on? Is that January pay-per-view even going to happen at this point? And do you think that McGregor's return is going to be even delayed once again? I don't think it's going to happen. I've been skeptical of it for a while. I don't know when McGregor's going to fight again. Does McGregor still not have those two sexual assault allegations? Like, aren't those still pending? I don't think they've ever been resolved. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure about that stuff, to be honest. There's just, <laughs> let's be fair. There's been a lot of legal stuff going on with Conor McGregor this whole year. So I'm not 100% sure about that stuff. But you're right. That could possibly be it. Any any other thoughts on this? Well, and every it seems like for the past month, McGregor's manager, Audi Tar, has been interviewed by several people. And I feel like for the past month, every interview said, oh, it's imminent. It's only days away. It's going to be announced in days. And here we are getting close to what a month and a half away from the actual fight and nothing's announced like at that what point it's not gonna i don't think it's gonna happen i don't think they're gonna have another january pay-per-view for the second year in a row and then they're just gonna go from there and see if when mcgregor will actually fight if he ever will yeah it's it's weird i mean like you said cole the card's not that far away like, we're almost in december now it's november 25th that card takes place january 18th so that's like what six seven weeks like I mean, I'm assuming Connor is training right now. I think that we talked about this a few weeks ago, like SVG was close to the public during the day. So I'm assuming he is training right now. But at the same time, it's really weird how they haven't announced this fight. Like, and you bring up a good point with the sexual assault allegations. Um, maybe that's part of it. But it, I, I kept thinking it was money. But I'm like, man, is it really money at this point? Like, it's gone too long for it to be about that. Like, so it's it's kind of strange. Um, I've seen some people suggest that Connor got popped by USADA. I mean... I guess you never – I doubt it, though. I really doubt it, Cole. But I guess you really never know. It's just kind of weird how it's been taking this long. But anyways, um, at this point, Cole, it looks like UFC 246 is going to be Houston, Texas, man. It looks like it's going to be two straight years where January um, pay-per-view was canceled because UFC 233 last year was canceled when they couldn't find a main event for that card. So uh, my question for you would be, do you think those car, those fights end up being on a fight night, like the ones that have been announced already? Like I think Macy Barber and Roxanne Marfair is another fight. Do you think those end up being on a fight night, or do you think they push them to other cards? It could be a fight night, but there's no main event-worthy fight yeah. booked. Like the best fight on that card is what probably Barber Marfair or Olenek Green. None of those are even close to headlining or co-main eventing a card. Like that's yeah, the problem. Probably. There's nothing on it. Like it's a lot of prelim fights or lower end main card fights that you could just shuffle around other cards if they can't get a main event i'm completely with you on that one man like it's it's weird at this point i mean it's too they have a concert book for tool but it's not the same day as the day before however i was at their concert in toronto like a few weeks ago their stage setup's insane. Like it's gonna take a while to take it down and put it put the octagon in there. So I don't even know if they can do that in 24 hours. I know Aaron and uh he mentioned that MGM Grand, so possibly, but I don't know, Cole. At this point, it's kind of weird. Let's move on to Bellator now. Um, okay, so if you want, you can go on a little mini rant here about how the card is only available on the app or I heard it was available on YouTube. I didn't end up watching only the it. prelims they put on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, okay. That's so Bellator. That's all I'll say about that. That is so Bellator. Okay, so let's talk about the fights that did happen. All right, main event of the evening, Michael Page knocks out Gianni Milello, first round. Nice knockout, but come on. I mean, geez, where do they find these guys that are fighting Michael Page? Like, this is a joke, Cole. 
guy is so cocky too, eh? Like, I'm just tired of him, honestly. I'm tired of the matchmaking. Like, it's boring. I, I personally am bored by the matchmaking. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I don't know what they're trying to do with Michael Page. Like, I am, I want to watch Michael Page fight, but honestly, the past two Michael Page fights I haven't watched live. I didn't tune in because I know what's going to happen. It's going to be a first-round knockout, and he's going to be all hyped, and he's going to be saying, like, oh, I'm the best, but you're fighting guys no one's really heard of, or guys, his last opponent before this Malolo guy had four fights prior to fighting Page. Like, the people, Bellator needs to smart on and be like, you have, like, people want to see him fight. Fight him against Daly. Fight him against, like, Larkin. Fight him against Korshkov. Fight him against the top guys in the division. Like, see what he's made of. And if he falters, then send him back down. But you have him beating Lima, or beating Daly, sorry. In the first round, he had success against Lima. He even rocked him. And then he got knocked out. He got caught. Well, get him someone a bit less than the champion. Like, I just yeah. don't get what they're doing with Paige. It dis, like, to me, what they're doing with him makes me less interested in watching him fight. They've been doing this with this guy for years. I mean, to be fair, again, for this one, he was supposed to fight Derek Anderson. He's a pretty good fighter. Not a great fighter, but a pretty good fighter. This guy took a fire short notice. So we got to be fair to him for this specific one. But, you know, how about that Richard Keeley guy, Cole? Why do you fight him? You know, like it's it's crazy, man. Like I'm just tired of it. It's been mismatches this guy's entire career. You know he's been in Bellator since 2012? You know that, Cole? He's been in Bellator for, what, is that eight years? That's crazy. And he's been fighting – Arguably a step down competition for the most part, except for like you said, Lima and, and Daly. But for the rest of the, these guys, like even like last year, he fought David Rickles. That guy's not a great fighter. Like he's a gatekeeper. So it's it's sad, you know. And I think it does make people less interested in watching Michael Page fight. He's don't get me wrong, he's talented, Cole. We all know that. The guy's got really good striking. He's charismatic. We all know that. But at this point, it's just I don't know. I just get bored. I don't even I don't get excited when I hear Michael Page is fighting anymore. I'll just say that because I'm like. Hey, he's gonna knock this guy out like cool, like but it doesn't excite me. I don't I'm not like rushing it too. And whereas a few years ago, Cole, honestly, I would have been like, okay, I really want to watch this fight. Now I'm like, okay, he's gonna knock this guy out on the first round. Who cares? Anyways, let's talk about the co-main event here. Fabian Edwards feeds Mike Shibin split decision. I'm not sure if you caught the fight. Any, any thoughts on, on the, the result of the fight? Yeah, I saw bits and pieces of it. I think it was a very close fight for what I saw. I think it could win either way. For, and what I gathered on social media, I think a lot of people said Shipman won. So I think it was a close fight. I am going to try to watch it today if it's Bellator puts it online, but sometimes they don't put their cards on their website. That's another problem. You can't rewatch fights. So who knows what they're going to do. But I think Edwards, Edwards takes a big step back here with the split decision. I think this is a fight a lot of people expected him. This is kind of that test to see how good he is. And I know he got the win, but I don't know if he really passed the test because now people are like, oh, well, Shipman kind of won. So now I don't think, Edwards is going to get those top guys at middleweight, like a Salter, like a Vance Dinas, like those guys who are just below the Musasi, Machida, and Lovato Jr. So I wonder what Beltor is going to do with them, but it was good to see get, it was Edwards obviously is happy with the win and stays undefeated. And Shipman, I don't think he loses much stock here losing Edwards. And it was a competitive fight. And I think if he were to get blown out, he takes a bigger hit, but I think he's still right near the top, right in that tier below, like the champ and Musasi. Yeah. Personally, I'd like to see Edwards versus Salter. I think that is an interesting fight. They're both coming off wins, obviously, but uh, the way Beltran does their matchmaking, when a guy doesn't have a great performance, they usually do give him a step back. So I'm I'm thinking that he fights on the next Beltran European Series card and fights some some we haven't heard of, to be honest with you. So they're going to build him slow. The guy's good. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, it wasn't his greatest performance, but um, I still think that Fabian Edwards is a very good fighter and will be probably 
uh, title challenger in the next year or two. But just with the way Bell Turner's the matchmaking, when you don't have a great performance, they usually give you a big step back for some reason. Also on the card, we had Soren back to feed Terry Brazier. Uh, unanimous decision. Seemed like a lopsided decision here, Cole. Uh, you think back, maybe a couple wins away from a title shot potentially at 155? Yeah, I'm really high on Soren back. I thought, I said it last week, I think he should be in the UFC. They should have signed him for that Denmark card. I think he's one of the top European prospects, period, no matter what weight class. I think he could have a good run at lightweight, but I want to see Bellator, what they keep on doing with these European guys, they only put him on the European shows and the match against other European fighters, and they don't really move up the division. I'd like to see them bring back to the States and fight top guys in the division. Fight, like, even guys coming off loss, like, but well-known names, just to kind of build them up more in the division. But I think he can be a problem at lightweight for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, let's talk about a few other ones quickly. Robert Whiteford defeats Sam Cecilia via third-round uppercut, 454 of round three. Man, I saw that finish. Jeez, that was a nice knockout. Robert Whiteford talking about uh, alcoholism and, and a couple other things in the post-fight interview. Uh, nice to see this guy get a win, eh, Cole, in, in Bellator after kind of a tough stint in the UFC. Yeah, it was good. Um, I didn't watch this fight. I didn't watch any of the prelims, so it's hard to really talk about it, but it was a good win for him for sure. Absolutely. Um, just a couple other things here. Ken Coppin, I don't know if you caught this one. He, he submitted this guy, Andrew Mazzola, with a forearm choke. Like, he beat the crap out of him. and then Yeah, just, I saw this on Twitter, the finish. Like that? Okay, well, I mean, the guy was putting so much pressure on his neck, but you don't see guys tap out to that in 2019. Like, that's the kind of choke that guys used to tap out to in pride in, like, the early UFC days. So, I think that dude was just really hurt, but clearly, like, not a great fighter because no, most guys do not tap out to that. And uh, just the other one I want to mention here is this uh, Charlotte McIntyre and Josie Blabber. Holy smokes, that girl Blabber, I think she got absolutely manhandled. I don't know if you saw the, the pictures floating around on, uh, on social media, man. Like he, she got her face bashed in. So overall, Cole, um, I don't know. I mean, let's be honest here. I didn't really watch most of these fights, caught some of them. But, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I want to watch Bellator's cards. I don't want to, like, hate on Bellator. You don't want to either. But it's like you got to make it more accessible and easy to watch the fans like I, I wish it was just on tv but why not on paramount so i can tape it and watch it you know later on or something it's just it's weird it's weird all right let's talk about a few other things here uh floyd mayweather back in the news again and this time he said he's supposed to fight it'd be wrong made of a boxing match uh, ali abdelaziz was actually tweeting pictures on this you think this is just them blowing smoke or you think there was actually something behind this <laughs> I don't think so. Like, who would really want to watch Habib Floyd in a boxing match? Floyd <laughs> Connor, Floyd beat Connor pretty easily in the later rounds, and really the whole fight. Connor's a way better boxer than Habib is. So I don't know who would want to watch it. I think we've done that. I'm tired of all this boxing MMA crossover. Everyone asking for boxing fights, like it, like even Maz at all saying like, oh, I could beat Canelo. I no, I could beat him as a boxer. Like, if you were that common in your boxing skills, you'd do boxing because boxing pays way more than MMA does. So I don't get it. I have no interest in Mayweather Habib boxing. I really have no interest in seeing Floyd fight again in boxing, unless it's probably against like Pacquiao or Canelo, which I doubt he'll fight Canelo because I think that's a fight he'll lose. Yeah, I don't know about this. This seems. Uh, I mean, the odd. There's odds out there now, by the way. There are odds out there for this fight. So. I don't know. I just feel like once Connor fought Floyd and got his ass kicked, like it just kind of ruined any chance of more of these crossover fights for the most part. I mean, maybe you could see a heavyweight fight like Stipe maybe crossing over at some point, but I don't know. Cole. I just feel like there's, you know, there are two different sports that we've seen time and time again now where guys cross over each way. Like it just doesn't work out. It's very hard to be 
uh, really good in, in, at elite level. You know, you're fighting boxing guy like Floyd. I mean, that's that's a tough draw for anyone. Um, let's talk about a few other things. Jose Aldo, more pictures of him emerging at 135. At this point, I'm convinced he will make the way. A lot of people are skeptical. I think he will make the way, Cole. Do you think he's going to immediately jump into title contention? Like, if he beats Mario Marais, do you expect him to get a title shot? I think he would because that's a massive fight for Cejudo. I think Cejudo Aldo yeah. is a big fight, big name. Yeah. I'm still skeptical on the way. I just I want to see what he looks like on the scale. Like, that's a fight. It's so yeah. hard to call because I think if Aldo is a better fighter than Marais, but I want to see Aldo on the scale what he looks like at 135. Because if he looks depleted, I think Marais just needs to land one shot and he can knock him out. But if yeah. he beats Marais, Marais, the, I think he's ranked one still, or he might be two ranked now. One. Yeah. yeah. So one. if that's a win, immediately I think he gets the next title shot against Cejudo, and I think he passes like Sterling, Yon, all those guys. Yeah, and the odds right now have Marais minus 190, Aldo plus 165. I'm not going to lie, Cole. I think there's value on Aldo, but I, like you said, I got to see him on the scale. He does look really good in these pictures, though. So that's one thing. But again, you know, a lot of these camp pictures. I mean, when does a guy look bad in camp? Like it's very, very rare. And I know you were talking about this with uh, with Cody Stamen the other day, like in your little text message with him. Like, <laughs> when when does a guy ever have a bad camp, Cole? When you're interviewing him, right? That's the worst question you can ask a, a fighter. You know, they're always going to say they're great camp. But anyways, uh, Willie Zhang and Yuan Yang Jacek seems likely for 2020. You did the story. Go ahead, and talk about it, man. Yeah, I was talking to Dan Lambert, and he said after the Watson fight, they were told he gets she gets a title shot, and they want it in China. I know Tom Taylor talked to Ioana for the South China Morning Post, and he basically or she said she wants it in China as well. And Lambert and America Top Team thinks that's where the fight's biggest, and they want it, and they want Ioana to go into China and steal the belt from Wheelie Zhang. What a fight that would be, though! Like two amazing strikers. That really tests how good Zhang striking is. I think there's still a lot of question marks about Zhang because how quickly she finished in Jaraj. But that would be an amazing fight. If that was in China too, that would be a massive fight in China. But I think it happens in early 2020. I think maybe March. I think that could be a fight that we saw the UFC this year do title fights on ESPN, ESPN Plus, like Shevchenko Karmouche. I think that's a fight. That, and Zhang on Jaraj. I think that's a fight that could go to China in March, April, and have that fight headline that card. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait for that fight. It's a great fight. Awesome fight. And the only other question I would have about this division is uh, what's going on with Tatiana Suarez? Like, I feel like we haven't heard anything about her um, since her last fight. Any you, you know anything about her? Well, I know she was hurt with her, like, neck from the answer off fight, but that's been a long time, and there's oh. literally been no update on it, so I don't know what's been going on, but she's kind of been leapfrogged by Joanna. Everything... Yeah. After that answer off fight, everyone thought, oh, Suarez is getting it. She's been so inactive. She's been out of the news. She hasn't been doing interviews. Like, that's where I have to say what's good about Cejudo. Even though Cejudo's hurt, he's still doing so many interviews to keep his name out there. He's still doing a bunch of social media posts that's going to get articles written to keep his name out there. Suarez isn't doing any that, which yeah. keeps her name in the news. I'm with you. And I'm, I'm just looking at the rankings. First off, the rankings suck, as we all know. But, you know, for the longest time, Antarov was actually ranked above Ioana, which I was pulling my hair out. Like, that didn't make any sense to me. And Ioana right now is actually ranked one below Suarez. And I agree, I get Suarez is a great prospect, and she's great. I think she's amazing. And I think for a long time, that I've said she'll, she'll be a future champion. But you've got to give Ioana the respect. She should be ranked number three right now behind uh, Andrade and Nana Yunus as far as the contenders go. Just my opinion on that one. Uh, Glover Teixeira. 
He's pretty highly ranked. What's his ranking? He's number nine right now, so he's highly ranked. He's actually calling guys out above him. He wants another title shot goal. Now, we have seen him fight John Jones. It wasn't uh, – like, it, it wasn't a complete blowout, but, you know, he, he didn't win the fight. Obviously, that was five years ago. He's calling Corey Anderson and Jan Blotwitz. He wants to fight one of those guys and get closer to fighting Jones again. You think he gets one of those opponents? I don't know because I don't think Anderson's going to take it. I think Anderson's just going to wait for the winner of Reyes Jones and see what happens. Blachowicz, he may take it, but I think Blachowicz yeah. may want to fight up, fight someone like Anthony Smith when he comes back, fight someone like that and see what happens. So, But I think Glover deserves a guy ranked above him, so I don't know who he fights, but I just don't think it's going to be Anderson. I think Blachowicz is like a 50-50 it happens, depending on if Blachowicz can get one of those top guys, but I think if he can, I think Blachowicz has shown in his past two fights he's open to fighting kind of anyone and these bigger names to build up his profile. Yeah, it's just too bad Diego Santos is out right now because he is the number one ranked guy and obviously he is a dangerous, dangerous dude. So it's too bad he's out because that would make a lot of more uh, like interesting matchups cool. But yeah, I feel bad for Glover because I really do think he deserves a guy ranked above him right now. He's looked amazing in the last couple fights. UFC just uses it as a gatekeeper, Cole, and he goes and smashes their prospects. But unfortunately for him, there's just a few other guys that are <clears throat> ranked above him right now that deserve that title shot a little bit more. Uh, Nate Marquardt, James Lynch was talking to Ian Heiner last week, and Ian Heiner said that Nate Marquardt has been training with him, and he's playing a comeback, and he wants to come back in Bellator. Any thoughts on that? I was just like, wow, why is he coming back? I don't want to see him come back. He hasn't fought in, what, since 20... Almost two years, 2017. And he's on a three-fight losing streak, and he lost to Sam Elby, Vitor Belfort, Cesar Ferreira. He is, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, two and six in his last eight. Like he has three wins out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, He's three and eight in his last couple of fights. Like, he hasn't been good for quite a while. I don't want to see him come back. He had a good run to strike force. Like, he beat Tyron Woodley, which was a yeah. huge win. But then when he got to the UFC, he really struggled. Like, he didn't do very well. He lost to Ellenberger, Lombard, Tavares, Gaslam, Terrell Santos. Obviously, those are a lot of top-name guys. But I just don't have any interest in seeing Nate Marquardt fight again. I, But he's one of those guys Beltor is going to sign him for their little senior thing they do. And that's he'll go fight there, probably. Yeah, I got a lot of respect for Nate Marquardt. He's been around forever. He's been fighting since 99. But there's a reason he retired, man. And we can't forget that Gaslam fight back in 2015. I'm sure you've seen that fight where uh, Trevor Whitman was talking with the corner. He's just like, I'm completely done. I can't fight anymore. And they, I believe they called a corner stop, a rare corner stop. And then they actually listened to his fighter. He came back, he had a couple wins after that. But uh, yeah, his last win, 2016, against Cam McCrory, who isn't in the UFC anymore. And then the last three fights were losses. So, you know, the guy's got to make a living. I get that. But honestly, Cole, like, I have no interest really in watching Nate Marquardt fight at age 40, coming back to Bellator. just doesn't interest me. Although I guess with their middleweight division, Cole, like sadly enough, like he's probably, he'd probably be one of their better fighters in that middleweight division, which is a very weak division outside of like Lovato Jr., Musasi, and a few other guys. Um, just the last thing here, uh, Andre Feely, Sodik Yusuf has been announced for UFC 246 or whatever the card that is, January 18th. What a sick fight. Love this matchup. Any thoughts on this fight and who do you think would win? Uh, just initial thoughts on it. Yeah, this is a great fight. I think I think it's a good fight. I like Sadiq Yusuf in this fight. I'm really high on Sadiq Yusuf. I think he can be our top guy featherweight. I think this is a good fight for him. Feely's a well-known guy, but these are two amazing strikers going at it. It's going to be a great fight, but I favor Yusuf. I don't know if he'll be able to knock out Feely. I don't think either guy will be able to knock out each other. They're both tough guys, so I think it's going to go the distance. I favor Yusuf early, but what a fight this is going to be. 
yeah, it's a sick fight. You know, I think at this point you kind of got to favor Yusuf, but Andre Feely is a dangerous dude, and you can't count him out. Uh, just one other thing here. I didn't mention this earlier, Cole. Uh, Gerald Harris retired from MMA. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Gerald's a great guy, honestly. He's an awesome person. He uh, he just was with uh, Justin Wren with that kid. I think his name's Raiden at the uh, last Bellator event. So that, that was really cool of them to uh, take that kid under their wing and, and show him a good time. Uh, I don't know if his fight's been updated. Let me check topology quickly because uh, I couldn't find it anywhere. Like, I don't know who he actually fought the other night. I think he fought in, uh, his, I think he fought in Oklahoma, where he's from, if I was taken. I did see the uh, post-fight speech where he retired. Uh, did he fight Seth Krasinski? Is that the fight? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So it, I'm not 100% sure if that actually happened, but according to Tapology, he fought Seth Krasinski. And I think he Well, he said this. in his post-fight interview, he fought a top UFC veteran. Okay, so I guess he did end up fighting. Yeah, because I, I couldn't find much info about it. It was obviously a regional fight. So if he did beat Seth in his last fight, it's a pretty good win to end your career. Um, uh, I was going to say, Gerald Harris, just what would you what would be your favorite memory of Gerald? I, I guess the slam would be over Jer David Branch, right? Like that has to be. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. Uh, Gerald Harris had a really good run. Like a lot of people yeah. just look at his last couple fights in Bellator and they don't remember like he knocked out John Salter. He knocked out David Branch. Like, he had good yeah. wins in the UFC, but his last couple, like, but if you look at who he fought in Bellator, he had a tough stretch in Bellator. Like, he fought Lovato, he fought Amosov, and then he had the draw, which wasn't a well-known name, but, and then he obviously lost to Anatole Tokov, who's a, one of their top prospects, but he had a good run. He, that slam over Dave Branch, though, that was still one of the best slam knockouts ever. Oh, one of the greatest ever, and that was on the Shane Carwin and Brock Lesnar card, which was an amazing card. Honestly, one of the best cards probably of all time. I love pulling out these old cards, Cole, like just to bring up these memory lane trip, trips down memory lane. That card had Lesnar, Shane Carwin, which was a great fight. Chris Lieben versus Yak Akiyama, which was an amazing fight. Chris Lytle versus Matt Brown, two of my all-time favorites. Stefan Bonner versus Christoph Zaczynski. That was an absolute war. Uh, you also had Chris Brendan Schaubner and Chris Tuckshire. And uh, like I said, the Gerald Harris fight. So that was obviously one of the better, better cards of the year. And it's crazy that happened in 2010 because – Man, the years go by fast. I remember that card like it was yesterday. I really, really do. So I uh, was at Boston Pizza watching that fight with a couple of buddies. And uh looked like Shane Carmen was going to knock out Brock Lesnar. And, and Brock came back. And uh, Shane gassed out. And Brock submitted him, which was crazy. So long time ago. But, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, the, the pretty much the decade's almost ending. A lot of people will say the next year will be the end of the decade. I, I'm not sure. I don't want to get into that. You know, the whole debate about if it ends in 2020 or if it ends in you know, 2019, but uh, it's crazy how this, this decade's almost gone by. Cole, what would be your, I guess, number one takeaway from, you know, the 2010s of, of MMA? What would be your, your number one story? I don't want to bring in the spot here. I got to think about myself, but oh. what would be number one, like, storyline? I think, you know, it, there's a lot of things you could talk about, but I, I feel like maybe, you know, just the evolution of the sport, cleaning up the sport. I think yeah. you saw the thing. Think, probably, yeah, you saw it coming in and you're yeah. getting out of the way from everyone thinking, oh, all these guys are just on steroids and just beating everyone up. I think that was obviously huge. I think obviously Rousey coming in and having women fighting, yeah. that was obviously McGregor. big. McGregor. Yeah, the McGregor era, that brought in a lot. That's, of that's the question a lot of people have now, like who was the fighter of the decade? And uh, yeah, I know McGregor didn't, like he lost a few times. I still feel like probably would be McGregor. I know a lot well, of people he saw what he did, like first ever simultaneous yeah. champion, knocked out Aldo in seconds, like, Finished Eddie Alvarez. Like his rise in featherweight was still one of the best. I agree with you on that one. All right. So you know what? Uh, 
I'll save this stuff because I'll get you on next month and we'll do like a, uh, like a show looking back at the decade or something like that. We'll talk about our favorite fights of the decade and favorite fighters. We'll do that next month. I just wanted to talk about that quickly because I saw some, I think the athletic had an article today doing their all decades team. So that was kind of cool. Anyways, Cole, let's, uh, let's get out of here, man. Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, Twitter at Cole Shell 91 this week. I just have stuff with Winkle John coming out. Talked about Jones, Diego Sanchez, Holly Holm, all that stuff. Jones out of Sonia. That was a, Funny thing what he had to say about Hadasanya, but <laughs> yeah, so all that will be out on this week on B Japan and then on my Twitter next week more interviews when actual UFC events are taking place. But yeah. And how excited are you to see off with that mustache for five days? Oh, like, I can't like, wait. I hate it. I think it's just dirty, dude. Look it is. Look. I was already just shaving off a couple days ago. I'm like, I'm so close. I just need to it's keep it. you know what? it's for a good cause. I did it a few years ago. I, I honestly wanted to do it again, Cole. I just I hate I hate facial hair. It like I hate you, man. It makes me so itchy. I just can't do it. Anyways, uh, yeah. Thank Cole. Uh, obviously, thanks for pinch hitting at the short notice here, man. Uh, like I said, not feeling hundred percent today, so glad you came in and helped me uh, share the vocal responsibilities. You guys can find me on Twitter at Martin Podcast, mmagmartin.com, YouTube, SoundCloud, Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Now it's there. So for the Android users, you can find it there. And there's a few other places. Like it's it's everywhere now. So podcast is, is doing well and uh cole appreciate you as always joining me for the show today i'll be back tomorrow for the tuesday edition of the show guys once again no ufc this week so it'll just be one show tomorrow unfortunately um no ufc card to preview but cole will be back next week uh breaking down the ufc washington dc card i may get cole on uh, later in this week to talk about the news and it depends what happens if it's just a late week probably not but hopefully some crazy news happens with conor mcgregor and i'll get cole back on Guys, thanks again for tuning in and uh, have a great day. I'll be back tomorrow for the Tuesday edition of the podcast. Have a good one. Bye.